Hey y'all, and welcome to Remember Music Videos. Each week we'll chat about the music videos that we love from an album of one of our favorite artists. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and even some things in between. My name is Dio. My name is Crystal, and we will be your resident music video aficionados. We've done some research, so you don't have to. We'll share little tidbits, some fun facts, and give you our perspective on how we feel these videos not only impacted the culture, but what they mean to us personally. We're sharing our love of them and hope you love them too. And if you want to check out the music videos we're discussing this week, you can find them on our YouTube channel and on Facebook. And with that being said, let's get it cracking. Happy New Year! Happy New Year to you! <laughs> How are you? I am starting this year fresh, positive, living my life, loving my life, uh, you know, just uh, doing the best. How about you? I love it. I'm, 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 I have a new outlook on this year. Gonna go to the gym? Not. Um, gonna <laughs> just really take better care of myself? Not necessarily, but just really gonna, gonna embrace life and, and try to, you know, take more time for me do some more things that, you know, make me feel good. So, um, we'll see how that, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, no, I'm definitely taking a page out of your book. Um, I, it's all self-care, self-care for me. It's about me. I worry about yeah. people, people way too much. Um, yeah, it's good to take some time to, you know, take care of yourself. And, um, yeah, yeah. My resolution is I'm going to do everything the best of my ability. Hey, I'm not phoning it in. Oh, not phoning it in. Oh, yeah, that's great. Let's do it. Yeah, I would love to to do that. There's been a bit more phoning in than I would prefer. So yeah, that is my my goal to um do the best that I can. So I love that. Thank you for for reminding me of that. And um, yeah, yeah. Take life by the horns and ride the shit out of it. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> All right. That's too much. That's too much. <laughs> Listen, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. As soon as, as, soon as we stop talking, I take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and yeah, looking forward to talking about more uh, recording artists, more musicians that we love, more pop stars, more R&B stars. Today, we are talking about one of the ones. Long overdue long overdue a little bit underrated and you know what i might even go so far as to say back when they came out i might have underrated them what actually. i know not me <laughs> <laughs> um but I think we need to tell the listeners who we're covering and what album. This week, we are covering the one, the only, Monica. Monica. We are covering the one, the only, Miss Thang album, her debut album. The yeah. Not Miss Thang, Miss Thang. Miss Miss Thang with a twang. Yeah, and uh, the name of the album came from Dallas Austin because he would refer to Monica as Miss Thang. And the reason he referred to her as Miss Thang is because, you know, when they were recording the album, she was 12, 13. Um, but as we can see 
from the in, many interviews that we've seen with her, just her aura. She had some sass to her. She oh, yeah. had very much so an attitude. So, you know, when they would uh, present songs to her, she wouldn't like them. And then he'd be like, well, Miss Thang doesn't like it. So it kind of <laughs> became a thing that was, that kind of stuck for, for a while. And um, that was the name of the album. Yeah, it became a thing. It became a thing. It became a thing. Yeah. And and before that, so so Monica Denise Arnold, her government name. Oh my. Calling out people from their government names. <laughs> she um is from College Park, Georgia. She was born October twenty-fourth of nineteen eighty. That makes her a uh, that makes her a Scorpio, which makes a lot of sense. Big Scorpio energy. Totally. That totally makes mm-hmm. sense. That totally makes sense. Um, she is actually the cousin of record producer Polo the Don. Oh. And she's actually uh, related to Ludacris through her mom's second marriage. That's ludicrous. It is ludicrous. Luda. I love Luda. I think we should do Luda at some point down the line. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so when she was two, she followed her mom's footsteps and she was in the choir, you know, that was her training. And then she just kind of continued doing that. And then she was a very frequent talent show contestant. There are many of videos online of her performing at these talent shows, which I think is pretty awesome that, you know, back in the eighties that there's so much footage of her performing and she was you know she was she was young but had this big voice had this like all this vibrato a a big strong voice for being you know just a just a kid in 1980 nope in 1991 when she was 11 she was discovered by uh dallas austin she was performing the whitney houston greatest love of all song um, and eventually he offered her a record deal. It was his label, Rowdy Records, but it was through, um, through Arista. And Queen Latifah was her first manager. Oh, wow. Yeah. She recorded the debut album when she was 12, and then the album came out later when she was uh, 14. So that is, that is young. You're a kid, and you are just singing. And And you know what? To be honest, like, it's fair to say she had been singing for 10 years at this point in her life when she was 12 and she started singing that too. So a veteran, she's a veteran in the industry at this point. <laughs> um, so this is uh, another, this is a good example of, uh, we've spoken before about debut albums that are usually titled with the artist's name, but not this one. This one is called Miss Thang. Um, for the reasons that we we just spoke about. It um, debuted and peaked at number 36 on the Billboard 200, and it reached the top 10 on the top R&B hip-hop albums. The Miss Thing album got her an American Music Award nomination in the Favorite Soul R&B New Artist category. It also got her... Um, some Soul Train Music Awards, as well as American Music Award and Billboard Music Award nominations. And also, she is the youngest female ever to have two number one back-to-back hits on Billboard's R&B chart 
from her 1995 debut album. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like, understandable, right? Uh, I always called her, like, either the princess or the queens of vocal runs and riffs. Yeah. (laughs) The way she would just do all these, like, vocal runs was, like, everything at the time. You know? Uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, excessive? Maybe. (laughs) Did we love it? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. It was great. (laughs) When I was watching one of her interviews, she was looking at some older footage of herself. She saw something when she was quite young, maybe probably like eight or nine. And then she saw something again when she was like 11 or so. So she was, she had mentioned that she was like, oh, we're doing runs now. Cause like, but when she was younger, she didn't like do that. Mm. But I guess like, as you get more comfortable, you're just kind of like, yeah. So as she got older, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna incorporate runs. And I'm just like, and we're glad that she did. Absolutely. And then when when we say runs, we don't mean the shits. We mean like vocal runs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for just, clarifying. And yes. <laughs> just so the listener knows. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think the listener won't take it personally if they needed me to explain what uh, vocal runs were. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness it wasn't just one of them days. <laughs> oh. Thank goodness. Yeah. And look at that. That's the title of her debut single. Don't take it personal. Just one of them days. It's them, D-E-M, right? Not to be confused with them or those, to be clear. <laughs> yeah. And spe- and speaking of them, uh, Dallas Austin mentioned that when he took the record to Clive Davis, who was the head of uh, Arista Records, mm-hmm. he didn't necessarily feel the song. He was like, oh, the song needs a bridge. And Dallas was like, it doesn't, it's fine. This is the, this type of song doesn't need the bridge. And then he was like, dim days, it should be those days. And he was like, no, that's what we say. But it's just interesting to me. It's like, that's why representation matters. That's why you need to have, have people who, who are uh, culturally in touch with what the people are saying, what the kids are saying, what the streets are saying. Yeah. And, and pushing back and pushing back. Right. And pushing back, yeah. I think one of the the big things that that um, that we can can take away from Monica is that she was not afraid to um, to push back. Yeah. And so many people do have that fear of of pushing back. And shout out to her being so young and being able to do that. Shout out to her mom, who was a very strong influence in her life, who who clearly raised her in a way that she could kind of uh, feel comfortable pushing back. Yeah. And 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 shout out to pronouns. <laughs> Them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> You're a lovable idiot. Oh yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what they say. <laughs> um. So this song came out in April of 1995. It was written by Dallas Austin, Willie James Baker, and Derek Simmons. 
the song itself was built around samples of Public Enemies' Bring the Noise and LL Cool J's Backseat of My Jeep. Um, and it also samples elements from the song You're Getting a Little Too Smart by an R&B vocal group called the Detroit Emerald. So we've got a lot of samples going on, but there is still a great level of, of skill and a great ear that you need to possess in order to be able to incorporate these samples in such a way. Oh, yes. This song was one of the ones. Like, you know, when you, like, when she came on with that vibrato, <laughs> just one of them days, like, oh. you were ready. And then that beat drops. <laughs> and in the 90s, 95, you're like, yes, mm -hmm. it's just you know, pumping, pump her boo. <laughs> it spent two weeks at number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot R&B Song Chart. So this is her first number one single, which how awesome is that? You just yeah. break in onto the scene and you have a number one hit record. And it peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100. So, so also in one of these interviews um, that I saw, she spoke about this being her first foray into the industry. She is about like 12 or 13 at this point. They were in process of recording the album. They um, took press photos. They actually shot one video. Her hair was a bit longer. Like a bob? Yes, it was like a bob. Oh my gosh. Is this our first bob of the new year? Yes, it is. It's the first bob, yes. <laughs> After the, the video shoot, she went to the hair salon and she wanted to do something different with her hair. So she wanted to get streaks. But what had happened was the streaks didn't come out right. And she decided to cut her hair. The bob that could have been. The bob that could have been. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> she cut her hair and then she was like, oh, okay. And then after that, she decided to dye her hair blonde. So not realizing what the impact would be on this new artist that is trying to be marketed to um, an audience. She didn't quite get the image piece of it. You know, she had this hairstyle. The label was not happy. Her mom wasn't happy. She kind of was like, you are 12 years old. Why are you getting your hair cut? You need to talk to me about that. So basically she was put on punishment because of that. Mm. So it was just like the studio, school and home. And that was it. So, you know, so the labels got some issues and then she has issues, you know, with her, with her mom as well. Mm. So they shot another video with her short hair. They shot it in Atlanta. She was excited about it. It was in her neighborhood. She was on top of the checkers. I love a Checkers. I love Checkers fries. I don't know if I've had anything else from Checkers. I mean, they're no old school McDonald's fries, but they'll do. But I mean, the pepper on those fries are delicious. Checkers, give us a shout. Yes. And sponsorship. I eat fries. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't like that video either. They... We're trying to find some middle ground. Dallas Austin suggested that, you know, fine, keep the keep the keep the short hair, but maybe not, maybe don't go blonde. At the time, T Boz had a, a had a short blonde, blonde cut. So it's kind of like 
do your own thing. So then they dyed it black, which is closer to what she had originally. And the rest, as they say, is a little bit of history because they shot a third video in New York with that shortcut. They shot, um, they also shot the cover, the album cover um, as well. And that's an iconic cover, I think. She's just in in um, in New York City with her foot on a, on a broken fence and just all the attitude in her face. Like it's, it's just one of the things that is just, um, we associate that with, Monica, that shortcut. Rich Merry was the director of this video, and he has previously directed videos for Criss Cross, Escape, and wait for it, The Spin Doctors. Remember The Spin Doctors? <laughs> oh my God, I used to love that song. Two Princes? I know. Yes. I, I love that song. Well, speaking of music videos, um, let's talk about Don't Take It Personal. So we're introduced to this gorgeous young girl with short hair staring out the window in what seems to be a bare apartment with very high ceilings. This reminds me of a gorgeous loft apartment in Soho. And so since this was shot in New York, probably the location. <laughs> She's wearing a white turtleneck with a white and black plaid flannel over it. We start in color and transition into black and white when the lady who we're being introduced to, Monica, sings is just one of them days when I want to be alone in acapella, as you perfectly represented earlier <laughs> on this podcast. So she's dancing in the apartment while a group of young hot guys are ringing her doorbell slash buzzer. They look up to the window and throw their hands in the air to say, what the fuck is going on? since Monica is not answering the door. Did you notice one of them had a puffer coat? Yes. Yep. They, um, they're becoming a trend in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Monica proceeds to sing her song to us, the viewers. Monica's love interest is over it and walks away and later reconvenes with his boys at a diner. He still wants to get in touch with Monica and whips out his Motorola flip phone. Do you remember flip phones? Yes. But how massive was that phone? <laughs> I think that that phone had an agent. I think that phone had a green room. Massive. Yeah, definitely a backpack to store that uh, big ass phone. <laughs> but there was like gravitas when you like would end the call and just slam the the phone shut. Oh yeah. As in, like, I'm done with this conversation. Totally. Anyways, <laughs> back to the video. <laughs> Monica is not answering and her boo gives up. All the while, his friends are giving him advice, which in my mind, they're telling him to like, just leave it alone. On verse two, Monica is wearing an oversized newsy cap to the side, a white knitted shirt with a striped vest. Bold big swings is what I wrote, um, because in some cases, patterns and stripes don't always work. In this scenario, it does. She's singing with the sun, giving her the best lighting. <laughs> Right? Have you ever caught the sun and you're like, oh, this is amazing lighting? Very, very rare. Once. Oh, shut <laughs> it. You're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. Tell me more. Um, Tell me more. <laughs> your eyes are amazing. Um, okay. <laughs> um, we see her on the couch reminiscing to happier days when she was hanging out on that couch with her boo. Oh, now she wants to talk to him. So she picks up the landline and the phone is ringing back at the diner. 
but the friend in the puffer coat spills a glass of milk on the Motorola flip phone, which we're beginning to guess is not water resistant. My thought was take off the puffer coat if you're going to be extra talking with your arms like that. <laughs> um, can we give an unshout out to people who order milk at diners? Carry on. Like moo juice or like almond milk or does it have, is there a specific type of milk? Full fat milk. I just think it's weird. Oh. <laughs> and milk with dinner? I mean, you know what? I don't want to judge, but I just, I just think it's, I, I think it's, I think it's an interesting choice. That's all. I just think it's an interesting choice. Listen, they're young growing boys and they need calcium in their bones. Fair, fair. <laughs> Monica rolls her eyes as her boo doesn't pick up. Over it, she puts a coat on and takes a walk. Meanwhile, the group of friends leave the diner. While on her walk, Monica sees a payphone and tries to give it another shot. But when she goes to pick up the receiver, she sees the cord is cut. Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> so New York. <laughs> Frustrated, she throws it up in the air. And in my notes, I wrote, that's dangerous. That could hurt someone. And you're littering. It's true. I, yeah. Criminal. <laughs> Such a shyster. Um, so still having her day, Monica enters the diner, takes her sunglasses off and realizes it's empty. So she orders herself a Coke, sits in the booth and looks straight at us and tells us it's just one of them days. While this is happening, Monica's boo says bye to his two friends and heads back to the diner. Finally, these two star-crossed lovers get to meet up. He takes her by the hand, opens the door for her, and they walk out, snuggling up to each other. And um, I think it's adorable. And all is good in the world. And black and white turns back to color. Um, this video definitely showcases the videographer's skills. Like, it's masterclass in lighting and shadows. Um, it feels like a photo shoot. Yeah. Um, can we discuss her dancing? She is hitting it hard, um, but in a great way. And to the point where I'm a little scared of her. But it's not <laughs> so hard. It's perfect. It's, yes. her. It was Monica's style. It was just enough to kind of showcase who she was. Because she's about the vocal. She was like, I'm going to hit you with this vocal. She's still not marketed as this big dancer like, the, like Brandy and Aaliyah were. Right. But in this scenario, it's not choreography. And that's what's great about it it's not choreography she's just vibing and dancing to it yes yes totally agree right i think the other artists that you were saying like there's there's a choreographer there's someone like yes this it's a one two three and four and five and six and seven and eight this is not that yeah she's 100 percent vibing the being herself and and grooving with all the attitude that we love yeah. we know and love about her yes miss thang Killing it, Miss Thang. Um, the, these teenagers, like, she wanted to talk to him now. Right. And, 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 and she couldn't, and it was problematic. And then, you know, his friends were um, looking at him like, oh, man. Like, it, it's, it's a kid scenario. And again, if you're, if you're that age, you're kind of like, where he at? Where she at? And what, what do you, what, honestly, what are you saying to them? Where are you? What are you doing? It's not even that important, but you want to talk to them. 
And the fact that you can't, it's it's a problem. The premise of this music video doesn't exist anymore because we have cell phones and we could just text. Fair. There would be no misconnect here and she wouldn't be having one of them days. Fair point. It's a different time. <laughs> if the kids only knew. The kids only knew. <laughs> no one, when this song came out, a lot of people I knew thought that it was talking about um, a period or a menstrual cycle. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, an article from a radio station in Baltimore where quoted somebody online asking her if that was what it was about. And she basically said, incorrect. It's about not wanting to be bothered. That's it. That's all. And how Monica is that? She just didn't want to be bothered. It was just one of those days when I just wanted to go alone. Was she just throwing shade at that interviewer? She's like, you know. <laughs> it wasn't an interview. It, it seemed like it might have been like an a question that they tweeted at her or something like that. So I'm not sure. But that answer seems a little shady, which I love. It definitely does seem a little bit shady. But I don't I haven't seen anything to say that that is what it was about. But I know... We would sing that song and be like, just one of them days, like, you know, so it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you tell me. You love period talk. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what if it was about period? Like, and saying what you ladies go through, like. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty terrible. I always said that, like, I have so much respect. I mean, if I have a tummy ache, I have a little gas, I'm like, I can't go to work for a week. <laughs> <laughs> so, so much respect to, um, to the menstrual cycle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I mean, all this menstrual talk, <laughs> hopefully we have not offended the, the listeners before they walk out of our lives. <laughs> um, I think we should go to the next song. <laughs> yes. No, I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Before You Walk Out of My Life was the next single. That came out in August of 1995. It was written by Andrea Martin. Oh my God. Who is very much so an unsung hero behind the R&B scenes, demo singer, writer of many of songs yeah. and producer as well. She uh, partnered up with um, Soul Shock and Carlin. Are, um, are they Danes or Swedes? Yes. <laughs> yes, she partnered with our, our European... Um, and listen, if European, I'm a pian. <laughs> you love that. You love it. <laughs> and uh, it was the second single. It also reached top 10 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and the New Zealand Singles Chart and the U.K. R&B Chart. Fun fact, this was originally written for Tony Braxton's Secrets album. Oh. Um, but it was left unused and it was recorded by Monica. And good thing because this became her second number one hit on the Billboard for hot R&B and singles. Oh. This made Monica the youngest recording artist to have two consecutive number one hits on the Billboard's R&B chart. 
at the age of 14. Um, and the video was directed by Kevin Bray, who we have seen before because he directed most of Whitney Houston's My Love Is Your Love music videos. It's a great, gorgeous music video as well. Monica's sitting on the curb in front of her suburban house. We see some dry leaves by the curb, so I'm guessing it's fall. She's wearing a brown sweater with a shawl collar, brown slacks, and those iconic, awful white strap shoes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like we need to take a pause to discuss these white strap shoes. (laughs) Um, Was it like, was Brandy being shady in that versus when she had like similar white strap shoes? I mean, she might, she might have been, we know they have their little history, so I wouldn't be shocked. Right. (laughs) And how that's hysterical though. (laughs) But yeah, let's, let's take a, let's take a second. Like what? I don't know. What's wrong with them? I I honestly, what's funny to me about it is those shoes are so less than stellar we are pull our focus is pulled directly to them so hard that we don't even we don't even register that this brown outfit is not that flattering either oh i don't mind a shawl collar uh. i don't like this the stance the way she's sitting like why is she sitting on the stoop like that i just i just think it's a very weird choice and mm. i just I just feel like if you're looking at this frame while you're about to shoot this, you need to find some other shoes. Like, I just don't even know what, what I just, I don't know. I was trying to look for like who styled this, couldn't find it, oh. but I'm, they, they might be, um, I wonder if they, they still are working oh. or maybe this was a learning experience for them. Maybe this is a learning experience. Right. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. And you know what, let me just say it could have been, they might have said, okay, this is a 13-year-old right. or 14-year-old. Or so maybe we don't want her to have stilettos, but let's get these shoes that, that are more age-appropriate maybe. <laughs> but I mean, I think there is a way to have age-appropriate and nice as opposed to age-appropriate and ugly. But, you know, right. I digress. No, fair on all counts. I mean, yeah, <laughs> even like having her seated there with a spotlight on her, I mean... It's not a comfortable place to sit. I mean, I've sat on a mini curb and <laughs> crying. Um, and um, um, yeah, it should have been on the steps of like of that gorgeous house. But anyways, <laughs> so um, we see a cute guy walking away, glancing goodbye, like straight out of like a Notebook movie. <laughs> um, so cut to Monica being all sassy in a white collar shirt in the attic that definitely has some memories. Um, it's too much sass to be in an attic, <laughs> I think. So we see the young couple on the couch sitting miles apart because Monica is not happy. Monica gets out of the attic window and sits on the angled roof of her house. And she's sitting awkwardly, like her back is to the house and her legs are angled in such a, pos- such a position that does not feel comfortable. I'm guessing maybe she's afraid of heights um, or maybe she didn't want to slide off the roof. As she awkwardly sits there, she's looking next door where the movers are packing her boo stuff. When the refrain kicks in, Monica's bopping and she seems a bit more comfortable. As she tells us, 
she never meant to cause us no pain. Monica remembers the good time when she was painting the white picket fence with her boo. They had a fancy automatic Polaroid camera that took their picture. Did you know Polaroid cameras had timers? Child, I was like, what kind of Polaroid camera is that? <laughs> Back in the early yeah. night, in the in the mid 90s? I don't know if that's accurate, but you know. No. <laughs> it's it's showmanship <laughs> and R&B love. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's R&B technology. <laughs> um, <laughs> how did the photo come out? Monica would be the judge of that as she snatches the Polaroid from the young man's hand. But she asks for his opinion, and he says, We look horrible. So they take another <laughs> shot. Another memory is Monica teaching him how to drive the most dangerous way possible. She's in the back seat holding the wheel while he's in the driver's seat. I'm like, not, That's not safe. Uh, back to the arguing in the house. Monica's boo is in front of a window while Monica is sitting in the dining room table. He walks up to her to talk to her, and Monica just points to the direction where he needs to leave. She's so mean. <laughs> just one of the days. <laughs> but, oh my god, do you remember that time it was Monica's birthday, and he lured her up to the attic and surprised her with a birthday cake? Mm -hmm. This guy's amazing. <laughs> and how does she repay him? She puts frosting on his nose. Rude. <laughs> it's cute. Mm. It's cute. <laughs> I feel like the moving truck left and then Monica's boo runs to her house and pops out of the window to say bye properly and they smile and hug because he wasn't going to leave in bad terms so can we discuss how many syllables the word apologize has in this song <laughs> I think I counted 13 <laughs> I apologize <laughs> Right? <laughs> that is hysterical. But true. <laughs> um, can we ask the listeners? Hey, listener. Hey. Get, um, so can you count how many syllables are in Apologize? Uh, let us know. You could uh, send us a DM on uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, or shoot us an email on um, rimmermusicvideos at gmail.com. Yes. Can't wait to hear from you. <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> what did you think of the music video? All your notes. Love all your notes. <laughs> you know, the the attitude. Yes. But it's it's also like such a classic song from Monica. And also, yes, this is from a, a teenager singing this song, but you can relate. Anybody can relate to it. You know, yeah. adults, you know, be, before you walk out of my life. Like, you know, I never meant to cause you no pain. It's like one of those things you can just kind of vibe to. And then, you know, Dallas Austin's um, production, he had such a, a sound to him um, that was, you know, very unique to him. Uh, this kind of reminded me a little bit of Tevin Campbell's video with uh, Tatiana Ali. Goodbye. Yes. Goodbye. Yeah. What a, a traumatic experience when your your friend or your boo that you've just known that has lived around the corner from you or next door, and then they're leaving. Where are you supposed to? This? I know. And, and especially back then, you think it's like forever. And back in those times, it's different. Before we had phones, we used to write letters. Mm. <laughs> that was a thing that we did. Um, 
But back then it just seemed like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to hear from them I know. for like letters are uh, letters are one thing, but you know, or you can call them on the telephone, but mm. it's just now in this age, you know, you've got texting, you've got FaceTime, um, you've got all those things that, that makes it a little bit, bit easier, but it's tough mm. being that when you're that age and you, you know, have this, have this change connection. Um, yeah, you have this, you have this connection and then you're kind of like, wait, but that connection is gone. Yeah. Um, and you just think that, oh my God, I'm never going to feel the way I felt when this person was here. But then you do, because that's life. Because, you know, when you're yet that young, everything is so friggin' dramatic. But um, <laughs> when, you take a, when you take a look back, you're like, oh, that's fine. Like, no big deal. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's her and, you know, the different vignettes. She's, she's got different wardrobe on. I'm fine with all the other wardrobe choices, except the white shoes and brown outfit. <laughs> Everything else is like, okay, that's so cute. That's cute. That's perfect. But yeah, I, I love that this was a different vibe than uh, Don't Take It Personal. Yeah. Monica showed us a different side like this and like that. Oh. <laughs> um, this was actually... A double A side with Before You Walk Out of My Life. Oh. What they did with the single, they were like, we're going to hit you with Before You Walk Out of My Life. But instead of like a B side, we're going to give you an A side. So we want both of these songs. We want you to feel both of these songs with the same with the same energy. And what song is that? That song is Like This and Like That. This song was written by Dallas Austin, Colin Wolf, and Malik Edwards, aka Mr. Malik, from the former rap duo Illegal, who was featured on this track and was responsible for the different ad libs throughout the song, as well as the rap in the song. The song is built around a sample of Spoon and Rap by the Sugar Hill Gang. Like This and Like That reached number one on the U.S. Hot R&B and Hip Hop Songs chart, and it got to number seven on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Well, this is one of my favorite, I'm going to say this is my favorite Monica song. Yes, this is a good one. I feel like it was like a little bit of a hidden gem. I don't know that I heard it on the radio as much as I would have wanted to, but it was like definitely one of the ones from this album. That I loved. Oh my god! Like I don't think love captures how much I feel about this uh, this song and video. This music video and song taps into everyone's inner fashion model because <laughs> uh, the song has the sounds of a camera shutter. And did you know the electromechanical mechanism that moves and stops the action of a camera shutter makes a click, and possibly with some whirl as part of the entire sound. The more you know. Yeah. Gays and STEM. <laughs> I mean, and when you hear cameras clicking like that, I mean, you want to make love to the camera. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the music video starts with Monica's Miss Thing cassette and artwork uh, being shown to us. And Monica is facing us 
next to her tour bus driver. Not very safe, but visually effective because she's in front of the bus while it's driving down some streets. Get behind the white line, Monica. Seriously. <laughs> it's not, it's dangerous. <laughs> but visually stunning. <laughs> so she's wearing a pink and black striped top with laces in the middle. The next vignette is her in a blue room with a blue chair, and she's wearing a blue short dress with a black stripe down the middle. One of my favorite vignettes is Monica in a white void wearing a powder blue silk shirt and a fuzzy vest in front of an industrial fan that is 10 times her size. <laughs> it's huge. And she's singing in front of that fan. She is singing in front of that fan, mm -hmm. looking bored but glamorous. Yes. What's so great about it is the wind from the fan lifts her shirt up that's buttoned halfway down and it reveals her amazing abs. And she is dancing and giving such confidence as, you know, she sings to the fan. Um, She looks so cool. Yep. I mean, it made me want to go in front of a fan and start singing in front of it and dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do that at home. I do. I need to buy another fan <laughs> to, um, to do that. I'm going to do that next week. Okay, anyways, <laughs> Monica is also later in that white void wearing a short white raincoat that doubles as a short dress. Here she's surrounded by dancers and Mr. Malik, all in white, getting down. Another blue vignette shows up with multiple Monicas singing the layered backgrounds. And I love that they show that because why? We love a background vocal. That is true, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was nervous. I was like, a bob? <laughs> no, no bobs. <laughs> it's like, did I miss a bob? <laughs> no, no. You can never miss a bob. <laughs> Next, Monica jaunters down to a photo shoot set with a big M, which is Monica's logo, as the backdrop. She sits in a director's chair to get her makeup done, and everyone on set has eyes on her. She pops up with a black motorcycle outfit with neon yellow piping, with extras around her walking around with black umbrellas open. Another shot is her singing into the camera using the wall with her black trousers with suspenders and a white collar shirt over suspenders. Fashion, honey, is what I wrote. <laughs> yes, honey. <laughs> uh, another shot has her wearing a white ruffled shirt with a black trench coat giving us en vogue train choreo. Through the video, we see a bit of a split screen, but it represents watching a film reel where the next frame is in view. Uh, it makes sense since we hear all the camera shutters. Then Mr. Malik does his part all in white with Monica next to him. Can we discuss how Monica is doing her runs and riffs, ad-libs all, for the, well, at least for the most part, when Mr. Malik's doing his rhyme. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's like, there's no doubt that this is Monica's song and she is not going to let anyone upstage her. But it works. It like, it feels, I love it. Yes, it's what I love. Yeah. It's layered, right? Yeah. Because while he's doing his rhyme, she is doing her runs, mm -hmm. repeating the things he's saying. It's just, it's R&B, you know, meeting hip hop. And yeah. it's a great, it's a great marriage. Um, I do like when he says, tonight is the night, like Betty Wright. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, he uh, finishes with, I love that he references guys, let's chill. Yeah. Because he goes, let's chill and settle down. 
because that's the lyric. I don't know that I realized that. What? You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> but I mean, like, whenever I hear this song, I, again, want to run in front of a fan. I want to walk down a, a runway or the street <laughs> and, like, give fashion model, <laughs> right? Because yeah. it's, I don't know, it's such confidence and such um, attitude that yeah. I think in the back of my uh, everyone's minds like they want to be like a model right like yeah in some capacity and some had some fantasy about that for sure i mean i like to say that if this song didn't exist we wouldn't have america's next top model oh look at that (laughs) five beautiful girls stand before me we believed in you we were rooting for you (laughs) that's what it was we were rooting for you My mother mother yells at me because she loves me. Ridiculous. A menace. I mean, listen, I'm sure sure Tyra Banks would love to take the credit for this. But now, I would venture to say that this was kind of a makeup for the fashion from the last video. (laughs) Because all these fashions hit. They all worked. And I like what you said about her confidence. Um, Because if she's not confident... She's got to be confident to be sassy. Like you have to, and she has to be confident to have that attitude, but she's got the vocals to back it up. She's got the swag to back it up. Mm. Um, And this just must've been a really fun video to shoot um, just to kind of see yourself in these different um, scenarios. And, you know, this was definitely one of the hip hop R&B collaborations. It's not one that I think of automatically mm. but um it should definitely be in the conversation and you know mr malik giving his very best love child of flavor Flav and lil wayne looking great and white i was gonna add like slick rick sure right i'm mainly talking about like aesthetic like his vibe sounds a little slick ricky but yes i can see um some some slick rick in there um, and then shout out to him because the song is good in it, in itself, but I think he definitely adds to it for sure. Oh yeah. But even the song, right? Because it's like, I know as a cancer, you know, it's that you need to give me a commitment because I'm going to move on without you. You know what I mean? Like, because like, yeah, I, I would do that far too young and far too early. <laughs> Yeah, you know, once you're hanging out with someone, you're like, listen, you need to show, give me a sign. If not, I'm going to move on without you. Which is that confidence, right? Where it's yeah. like you know your value, and if you're not going to give me what I want, I, I'm out. So catch up. Oh, yes, and that's why I love you so much. <laughs> I love you for that, baby. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. It's true. But it's also the title of Monica's last single from Miss Thang. Why I Love You So Much. That one was written and produced by Daryl Simmons. And it became Monica's third consecutive top 10 hit on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, 
with a peak position of number nine. Um, and this is another Kevin Bray directed video. I love this music video because it didn't hit me until I moved to San Francisco for a year. Plug! Plug! Um, because <laughs> this music video takes place in SF. So we start the music video with Monica walking her Dalmatian in the hilly streets of San Francisco on a rainy day. She's prepared because she has her white raincoat and a transparent umbrella. Another scene, we see Monica singing to her boo, and they're both dressed in black. She's hugging on him, and he's giving her all the affection. Mario's Bohemian Cigar Store Cafe is another backdrop for this video. So she's sitting right in the corner. Um, when you walk into the cafe, it's on your left, um, FYI. And so next time <laughs> I'm in San Francisco, I will try to recreate this video, even if they kick me out. Um, but I think it's worth it. Send pics. <laughs> no, there will be video. <laughs> <laughs> I will lip sync for my life. So we see her walking around San Francisco. Um, we see English sycamore trees. That's when they're cut back. They look knobby. So um, they're gorgeous. Um, Alien-like. We see Monica and her boat jump on the little puffer steam train uh, depot in, in the San Francisco Zoo. And Monica sings to us while she's on a trolley. So it's a love letter to San Francisco, I feel. Um, mm. And yeah, she looks gorgeous, as always. Yeah, and that's a music video. Yeah, I'm just looking at her um, sitting in the... Um, the Bohemian Cafe. They just really liked for her to be sitting in that way. Apparently, yeah, right. I just, I just thought it was an interesting, it's an interesting choice. Um, but okay, go off, sis. Um, <laughs> not crazy about those shoes either. But <laughs> she's she still manages to uh, to to strut her stuff. Um, in, in other sections of the video. And Kevin Bray definitely has a, a style. So when she's sitting amongst the sycamore trees, that is giving cinema. That's that's very cinematic. Yeah, definitely. And we kind of get the the, the close-ups on her, similar to what we did with with Whitney and Kelly Price and Faith Evans for the uh, for the Heartbreak Hotel song, mm. um, and and the other videos that that he would do, but but again we get Monica. She's still a little bit older. Her hair is a little bit longer. It's still short, but it's got a little bit a little bit of growth. So we're still kind of kind of growing. And listen, shout out to her for getting these 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 handsome young fellows to be in her. Uh, in her in her videos oh, they yeah. all have their their different little little vibe but um but it's but it's great i love when she's on the little puffer steam train ride <laughs> <laughs> is that a puffer train <laughs> there's extras behind her like just these two kids they're just you know and they're there with their mm. their their parent i'm assuming it's given me random, but I love it. Like in in the best in the best way. And of course, in my mind, I'm like, who are those extras? Are they just friends of executives? Oh. Like, are they people who were in town and were taking that ride anyway, and they just got to be in this video? Like, what's their story? Where are they now? If you were in, if you were one of the little kids that were in the puffer train um, ride, um, 
at some point in 1995, um, you probably are in your 30s now, I would imagine. But if you're listening, give us a shout. Let us know how how that experience was for you. What are you doing with yourself now? Did you enjoy yourself? Are you looking for a new job? (laughs) We're looking for a producer for Remember Music Videos podcast. (laughs) Inquire within. (laughs) New year, new job. (laughs) And this is a a 90s album. So this generation who might not be familiar with Monica, they... Um, they had the opportunity to become more familiar when um, there was a TikTok challenge with this song. And I love that. Oh, wow. I knew of the So Gone challenge. That was really big. Yeah. This one, I don't know if this one was as big, but it was still it was still up there. And then they also had this, um, oh, I don't remember her name, but she's a TikTok personality and she would go into different establishments and do a little dance to this song amazing yeah i'm glad that people can kind of get more familiar with with monica and realize that um she is one of the ones the voice crazy probably underrated should get more flowers than she does um and, and she will Yes. And has had many, many albums and um, like, it seems like she's grown, but she's still basically the same. And I think that's what is um, important about growth. Like, I think you can grow and still be the same person you are all at the same time, like in, in the in the best possible, possible way, just being your authentic self absolutely she's big on on family she's close to her family she's definitely had many struggles over the years um but you know she always is able to uh to rise above so um shout out to her for for blessing us with her with her talents um been in the industry for more than 25 years that's crazy oh my goodness (laughs) that's that's insane that's insane uh, yeah, I mean, and these songs, I mean, classics. I was always drawn to a, you know, R&B song, and these are the ones. These made the, the list, and um, yeah. If you haven't listened to the album, you should definitely give it a listen. Uh, there's an amazing remix of uh, Don't Take It Personal. Um, it's a little slower down version, um, but it's good. It's a vibe. Um, definitely check out the, the album as well. So um, without further ado, it looks like we've come to the part of the show that we call, so what are you listening to? We each have 30 seconds to, um, before you walk out of my life, to um, (laughs) go over a song that we are listening to this week. It doesn't have to do with this week's album or artist, but can it doesn't have to be a good song it can be a guilty pleasure or something you heard about and want to see what all the fuss is about it doesn't have to have a music video but it can so um partner what are you listening to (laughs) um funny you should ask um i am listening to guy let's chill classic because it's referenced in like this and like that 
And um, yeah, there's a music video where Teddy Riley tells the guys that the last album was good, but they have to do better. And um, basically the music video is them uh, chilling with their ladies. And um, can we discuss the interpretive dance in that music video? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen that video in a minute, so I have to take another look. Yeah, give it another look. Uh, But it's a classic R&B song. I mean, uh, Quiet Storm Essential, I feel. Um, So I'm listening to that and I'm listening to uh, Keisha Cole, um, someone who also, well, did or does run some, maybe not as successful as Monica. (laughs) Oh, shit. Shots fired. Damn. well, we've had this discussion. I did not. I was not a big Keisha Cole fan, um, and um, you talked me into it, and I understand why. And you don't. And you don't regret it. No regrets. <laughs> I don't regret it. No regrets. I think she's great. She's a rough, rough around the edges, but that's what we love about her. Um, yeah, video uh, for yes. love has uh, Keisha being pulled over. Tyrese is the passenger side of is on the passenger side of her ride, and. Uh, she runs a light and stopped by uh, police officers and hijinks and calamity ensue. Um, I don't think I should cover this music video because I feel like we're going to do a Keisha Cole um, oh, yeah. uh, episode. We have to. Um, but my notes for this music video is lashes in Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> so check out the music video. Check out her lashes. Okay. But how many syllables are in I found you? So in found, it's like I'd say more than 13. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I'm listening to this week, which brings me to ask you, Crystal, what's the weather like? Um, It's a little (laughs) balmy, about 35. Actually, I have no idea what the weather is. Um... (laughs) (laughs) But I want to ask you, what are you listening to? So I'm listening to two things. And one is connected and one is totally zero connection, but it's what I'm listening to and like, whatever. The first one is um, a song that was written by Andrea Martin. Oh yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yes. She passed away back in 2021. Um, As I mentioned before, big demo singer, big writer, big producer behind the scenes. Definitely, I don't think got um, her flowers while she was here, but was credited on a lot of, um, you know, is credited for for writing and producing a lot of a lot of songs, which is amazing. Melanie Fiona, two thousand nine, the Bridge album, Give It to Me Right. Oh, that was a solid album. But I've been listening to Give It to Me Right and yeah. and love Melanie F- Fiona. Definitely listening to that. That was a great song. Yeah. So there was a video for, for give it to me. Right. Pretty, you know, straightforward. Um, I'm not going to go too hard into that. Cause I think we actually might cover that. Um, well, I'll say that for that. Um, the second thing that I've been listening to is a song that has been in the periphery for me for a while, hear it on TikTok all the time. Liked it, but never really just latched onto it until about a month ago. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm excited. And that song is Victoria Monet on My Mama. Oh, 
Yes, I do love this song. <laughs> so I'm so deep in my bag, like a grandma with a peppermint. Like that lyric alone, like <laughs> sold. Um, she's gorgeous. She got nominated for a bunch of Grammys. Yes. I'm sure she's going to come home with at least at least one of them, hopefully. Um, but yes, that is what I'm listening to. Oh my God, both amazing choices. Um, oh my God, amazing episode. I love talking about Monica. I love talking about these songs. I love talking about these music videos. And I love talking to you. Yes, such a good time. I look forward to it so much. It's like a light at the end of such a dark, dark tunnel. (laughs) Well, guess what? What? It's a new year, new start. Yes. And we're going to do it. We're going to do it up this year. Yes, can't wait. Beat that year with a bat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at that ends uh this edition of remember music videos we want to thank everyone who gave us a listen a huge thank you to monica miss thang for giving us something to talk about our theme music is by audrey harris culver of lady socket and if you want to see the music videos we discussed today you can find them on our youtube channel and facebook and give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok at RMV Podcast. Just a reminder that all videos might not be available online or in your territory, but that could change. So keep checking. If you have any thoughts or if you have a favorite video you'd like us to discuss, go ahead and send us an email at rememberMusicVideos at gmail.com. If you like what you heard, go ahead and click that like button, follow, subscribe, and feel free to give us a rating five stars only, but only if you want to. But most importantly, remember music videos. And if you don't know, you better ask somebody, baby. Until next time. Bye. No animals were harmed in the recording of this podcast. Just one of them days. See, your runs are better than mine. (laughs) Keep my runs out your mouth.